commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright side of the galaxy, I'm Grex Comback, and you're listening to Core News, your whole news show in depth coverage of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to a fistful of Beskar special. Now we have Ben Grant Adam to talk about Chapter 15, The Believer. All right. Thank you very much, Grex. And thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, today to talk about The Mandalorian. Um, a lot of you are going to be super curious about um, the investors meeting uh, with Disney. We won't be covering that on this episode. You're going to want to listen to episode 158. This is episode 159. Um, this is just going to be our Mando episode today um, for The Believer. Yeah. Goodness, another amazing, hard-hitting uh, episode. Um, early takeaways, guys. What are first blush things that that uh, that you really liked? So I feel like we've been like three episodes in a row without or two episodes in a row without a breather. Right. Like I thought we were yeah. we would get that that breather when they'd have to go back and see Grief Karga and Cara Dune. We kind of predicted that would happen. Then we got the Ahsoka episode and then we thought for sure um, there'd be a pause between that and then going to the Jedi Temple. Nope. It went right into that. Now we're at the pen penultimate episode of the season and we have a bit of a breather episode. I mean, it's definitely moving the plot forward. But man, I kind of needed this episode. I really like how the Mandalorian will just be like, they'll like run 10 yards real fast in an episode and then run a yard in another episode. Like I like the kind of yeah. slowdown before before the episode. I really, really, really like this episode for a lot of different reasons. I think the biggest one is uh, Rick Fiuma. Famu Yiwa. Thank you. I just every time it's like when I na read names at, at school, I like know how to say it in my head. And then when I actually say it, it's like the only way my stage fright still pops up is with people's names. I always just butcher it. Not recording. I can totally say the name. Anyway, favorite director in The Mandalorian. He has my favorite episodes of last season and my favorite episode so far, I think, of this season. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> right. Can you just keep that up on the screen season, last permanently? Season, two and six were extremely strong episodes. Mm -hmm. like they were, I think, um, among us three, I think they were our favorite episodes. Yeah. Uh, but again, crushed it. The script was incredible. You know, a heist on an Amazon world. Like, this was beautiful. Uh, right. Boba, Boba Fett, Fennec oh Shand, like the entire crew was yeah. unforgettable. Loving where the story's going. Loving how the cast is expanding. Um and uh, standout episode for uh, Mayweather, like wow, oh, Mayfeld, Mayfeld, Floyd Mayweather, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd Mayfeld, um, Migs Mayfeld, Bill Burr. yeah, Migs Mayfeld, yeah, yeah, uh, awesome, incredible, yeah, incredible and... arc for that character. Did a lot with a character who was like oh, one dimensional. I feel like he was one dimensional last season, right? Like just very much just part of a crew. You kind of knew where he's coming from. And then this episode is all character development, which I appreciate. I like the arc. Yeah, I was really impressed by Bill Burr's acting in this. Um, he was great in um, oh, Breaking Bad, um, mm -hmm. you know, but really always has had fringe parts, a couple wisecracks. And he actually got a chance to act in this episode. And um, he was very much still Bill Burr um, in a good way. And um yeah. And I don't know. So Rick Famuyiwa wrote and directed this. I don't know if you just said that, um, Adam, but um, I I feel like 
uh, Burr had to have improvised a bunch of these lines because they're just they're just Bill Burr lines or um, or Rick is amazing at writing for Bill Burr, just like knows how to write in his voice. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing it's a little bit of both. He probably said, here's 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 a and here's B. Like, here's how to get to like, here's A and C. We need you to start here. We need you to get here. You do it like that speech when he's in the tank. And we'll get to that is like Bill Burr doing Bill Burr with just talking about space politics instead of, you know, his view of the U.S. political system. Yeah, right. it, was, it, goes, it goes to a dark place, honestly. And that character is dark and complicated. And I would say ends the episode dark and complicated. Remains just a dark character. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, Rick Fumiwa did an excellent yeah. exploration of that character and gave him a wonderful arc. Like, And yeah. honestly, who he, who the confrontation at the end, we'll get there, was incredible. Yeah, really too bad that he died in that explosion. <laughs> I mean, it did something where, like, when I saw him at the end of the last time we saw him i'm like oh i don't ever need to see that character again and not in a negative way and just of like that was cool you know that was a nice little one-off and the second at the very end when he you know dies in quotations of the space explosion i don't know why i'm saying space in front of everything today but i am um i was just like space space i was just like i was jungle i'm interested to see where this character goes next right like i actually am i'm very interested to see what they do with this character in the future yeah you just triggered something in my mind he's sort of uh, Cara Dune's opposite number. It's like we get to have sort of an expat from the rebellion, and he yeah. is an expat from the uh, the Imperials, and so we get their side. It's actually a very mirror image of a lot of the rebellion stuff that we've seen yeah. um, in a lot of cool ways. Uh, yeah. Should we go to the beginning of this thing? Yeah, All let's right. do it. All right, so we find we meet, him. we meet him when he's inmate three four six six seven. That's right. <laughs> That's in... That is correct. In the, the prison camp, dismantling TIE fighters. TIE fighters. Oh, yeah. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. And you can see they've uh, continued to uh, reprogram uh, K, um, K2 droids. I don't know if that's actually the, the designation for them. But the Imperial droids, um, there was one with like a new, they had a new head, a new program yeah, yeah. on it um, as the prison guard droid, uh, which I thought was pretty great. Um, we see him there, and he's recruited by uh, Cara Dune, who's um, flexing her rebellion muscles and her new shiny uh, rebellion belt buckle. Yep. Um, An absolutely incredible moment for the New Republic security droid. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> with the line, you have three more seconds to comply with your directive, and then extends like stun baton. Yeah. yeah I thought yeah. that was an incredible yeah. delivery. So not to like, hey, this this episode gets into politics a little bit in, in New Republic politics. Um, so I am not a huge fan of New Republic politics. The more I see of what they're showing me in New Republics, like, I don't know. I, you know, as a as a sociologist and a criminal justice or criminologist, I'm not a fan of watching this space prison. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Listen, leadership is hard. All right. Leadership is. Yeah. Hard. Sometimes Got to threaten to, you know, hurt people to make them do things. Anyway, moving on. It was a high yeah. stakes environment. It was interesting. The yeah. Yeah. They looked well fed moving. and well taken care of. They had good jobs. Huh? Yeah. It's it's totally well, better than being in an imperial camp. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And I, I, that came out sarcastic, but I meant it out. I meant it right. genuine. Um, rad. Uh, so they go back to Slave One. Um, one of, I don't know, top five favorite ships in Star Wars. <laughs> greatest not even like objectively, like subjectively greatest ships like ever. Um, and you we see the flyby that... with the reverse shot of the slave one just passing over the canopy. 
on yeah. this Amazon yeah. world. I mean, yeah. what more could you want from Star well, Wars? Right. They could, yeah, they can't have enough like Slave One flybys. They always look amazing. <laughs> and takeoff and landings. They showed all yeah. of them. It was like, no, this is necessary. Yeah. Uh, and I'm about to get into that. But so we we see Boba Fett first yeah. come out of Slave One. Um, another and he's uh, got a new paint job. What do you yeah, guys had some paint he's job? had some time since uh, apparently leaving Daifoda to do yeah. some uh, work on the armor. It's it looks good. I weirdly preferred the old, you know, dinged up armor look. But I mean, this looks this looks very Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't know. What do you, what I mean, do you think? How long had he left it in disrepair? Because I don't I just remember he him leaving the pot marks there and things like that because. It well, just, it's still it's still pretty dinged up. I just like the worn coloring. Like now, it's it is. I would say shiny necessarily. It's matte, yeah, nice. matte green and new. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some metaphor in there, right? Like he's starting over with the armor. He earned it yeah. back. Is he put all the markings back in place? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even like on the helmet, and it's it's a weird. I, I, I guess he went for a matte paint job, which I, I didn't expect. I thought it was sort of shinier before, but maybe that was just the Beskar gleaming through the the chips and the paint. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, looks pretty tight. He kept he he's going with the sort of uh, yeah. warrior monk robes underneath in black, which I was kind of hoping for the gray jumpsuit to come back with the cargo shorts <laughs> and whatnot. Me too. But, um, I think that's not happening for a couple reasons, or one reason in particular. He's he's an older gentleman as we as we all get a little older. Yeah. Sometimes it's harder to keep ourselves high and tight. Um, <laughs> and yeah, coming from three, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, the that's three understandable. Three. Yeah, yeah, totally. I appreciate it's, that. I don't tuck look. in my shirts. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I've never tucked in my shirts for that reason. Um. Oh, and also the blaster. He remember last week I was like, uh, I just kind of want him to have the E3 blaster, which is his token <laughs> signature blaster. Sure enough, he had it on Slave One. They were listening. They were listening and uh, they put it there. So uh, pretty like actually Grant has a picture of both uh, uh, Din Djarin and Boba Fett behind him right now. Uh, he looks great. He looks yeah. great. Um, yeah. It's mesmerizing. And it's weird to have like, OK, Boba Fett's in the show now. Uh, yeah. And he's essentially your driver for this episode. <laughs> he really is. Like, don't wheels. you think that's overkill? Yeah. <laughs> like, Are you going to get to the Mayfeld line where he's like, oh, I thought you were someone else. And then that's rattle the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mando walks out. Yeah. Oh, that was incredible. That was a great bit. Yeah, that was a great bit. Yeah. So they hop on slave one. And so uh, we we got a scene where you see apparently there's like a common room in the like first floor of slave one, which I don't know if that's canon or not, but I don't care. You can see slave one, by the way, like that was not my understanding of the, of the, of the, of the scale that, that thing's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside, like the TARDIS. But anyway, well, it has the cockpit up above and everything. I mean, it's pretty big. Like he has, I think it was an old, it's called slave one because it was a prison transport ship. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much they did with that, but essentially they had this beautiful um, uh, common area that still had like lots of windows on it. And so as it takes off, you can see the whole chassis of the ship rotate around the common room. Yeah. That, Super cool. I mean, that was just really cool. Yeah. Super fun to watch that. Um, cool. And then um, we go. <laughs> Din Djarin gives the word and they head off to uh, Merak. 
And then, um, yeah, all right. So then, so they they look, and um, they're they're trying to decide who is going to go with Mayfeld into this mining camp um, to do the things. And for various reasons, people can't do it. Um, there's ISB agents, and they'll be scanned, et cetera, et cetera. So the uh, rebellion oh. shock trooper can't do it. Fennec Shan's yep. got a bounty on her head, and then we get to Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what well, he's like, well, Boba Fett, you go, and he's like, uh, let's just say they'll recognize my face. <laughs> my face. It was the best line in the episode. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty great. And honestly, the first time I heard that, I was like, I was thinking about the mask, and I was like, well, yeah, he's Boba Fett. He's the most notorious like bounty hunter. And then I was like, oh yeah, he looks like every clone. <laughs> in the yeah, clones. yeah. That was a good bit. That was a good bit. And then we get to the part where I got ahead of the show a little bit. Um, so far, so far ahead of the show that I forgot when it actually happened later on. And so when it got to the Mando and he to Dinjarin saying, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. He's going to take off his helmet. And I thought right now, because like this is his choice, right? Like, hmm. do I keep my do I keep this this this, you know, archaic rule or do I change it to save my son, basically, right? And we'll right. talk about this, this idea of him being a son a little later on. But like, so I got a bit ahead of it, and then and then and then I'm like, oh no, he could just. Then they went in with him just being in the tank trooper armor, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I got pretty emotional in that beat because he was like, I'll do it. And yeah, then I was like, oh, he's gonna take off his exactly. Helmet. Yeah, and then that was incredible. But I also, it's just, it's wonder, it's really. What it is, he's almost like Elliot from E.T. He really just fell in love with this alien that kind of like fell in love, like came into his life. And he's like, I'm going to, to save this, save him no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And I'm yeah, they've done my helmet. in very few lines in like a cheesy space opera like action ser- series, which is what this really is. Not cheesy, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. they managed to really uh, like show this development in and change in Din Djarin over the last like three or four episodes where they really like in the Ahsoka episode, he starts, he's speaking like a father just in like really subtle ways, yep. but just yeah. treating him like a father and like, and, and then and now it's full on, like, I love this kid. I will sacrifice everything. And it's, 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 it's gotta be clear to him at this point that he's not just another mission, you know, yeah. that he has to like fulfill. It's like, no, this is, he's my guy. Like, He's yeah. special and I'm going to take care of him and he doesn't deserve whatever the Empire is doing to him. A hundred percent. And it's so clear to the, the people around him that this has changed as well. Even to the point of of that, like Mayfield um, yeah. notices it, right? Like even when he says he has the kid, he's like, like you can almost see his like, oh no, like this is his son. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he's still being a tough guy, but you can he's read like, that. Your little green friend. friend I was yeah. Like, he, he really is. He understands. He understands yeah. the mission. Yeah. yeah. I'm still yeah. wondering why... Boba Fett and Fennec Shand care so much about helping him. I don't think quest. so. I'll, right. I'll break it down. They for have you. a code. Grant. Do you guys have theories? Yes. Well, because well, I think the the um what the show has presented us the rationale of the show at this point is that Boba Fett made a commitment to the to the Mandalorian in the previous episode that basically you help me get my armor back and I'll make sure the kid's safe. Right. Yeah. He's a very literal man and he has a code. So he has to do this. Fennec Shan's just along for the ride. Team player. Yeah. Excellent team player. Fennec Shan's not there to help to help the Mandalorian. She's there because she owes Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, Yeah, basically, she's she's chewy to his Han. (laughs) Right. But she's very much a teammate. And, you know, Boba Fett is used to working in teams. So it's true. 
you know, he's got that. And yeah, she owes him a life debt. But I, I think and I, I think they're also trying to develop Boba Fett's character a little bit and um, like be and show that he's a little he's a lot more Mandalorian than we ever knew. And I think he's like, like, he's not very good at legalese because he cast a too wide a net on that. I'll make sure he's safe bit. And now he's taking it for what it's worth. But we do know that he's a bounty hunter. He made a name for himself in the galaxy on his reputation. And he's trying to he's like, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. That's what, you know, that's what it means to have credibility. And um, so he's he's doing it. Yeah. And yeah, this is just step one on on Boba Fett 2.0, I think. So I agree. I think that is what the show is lead. The path the show is leading us down, which could be the actual path. There's a part of me that realizes the second section of a story. And the second section of the last of the original trilogy, we saw Boba Fett. Things don't go well where a main character is stolen away by Boba Fett at the very end of that of that movie. So there's a part of me that wonders if this season does not end with Boba Fett taken <laughs> off of Sa- in Slave One with the child. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Because it is I, the I highest bounty. I can't believe that they would spend this much time helping him do this mission then, to recover a single child. And then, yeah. and, and there won't, won't be any repercussions. Because it's I Boba think they're Fett trying to get about. us to this like a merciless Boba character. Fett. He's yeah. a merciless character in the comics and in. Yeah. Yeah, other materials. I, I don't they know what they're drama. doing right now. I don't know. I I like that idea. I'm I'm gonna go the other way though because it's like it would be too easy for him. Uh, I guess you're right. He makes it because easy. he's still got to chase does, down. It makes the... it very easy because he's like, yeah. I have I'm it's a simple bounty. This is a simple mission. This is I'm recovering this for maybe it's a private you know client that he's right. dealing. With. It's maybe and, it's someone on Camino. Maybe it's the cloning, you know. Initiative. Oh, there you go. It's totally yeah. the it's totally the cloners. Yeah. Fe- oh gosh. Yeah. His connections there. Fennec does know exactly how much that bout that bounty is worth on the child, mm-hmm. and mentions it. Yeah, I guess he could at the last minute could just be like it's just business, and then yeah. like and take the kid, and that could be so the the bad big bad for season three could be Boba Fett. By the way, Mando and Boba on a last name basis. He's like I also do think that land here. Yeah, <laughs> as as you heard in our in our last episode, they did not announce a Boba Fett show. No, so I'm so not there, surprised. I think there's a reason I, for that. Yeah, yeah, they're lumping all their Mandalorians into this basket. Yeah, and I think you're gonna he's gonna take a he's gonna take a heel turn at some point in this series. That's funny because uh, while I was walking my dog today, I was like, I wonder who the big bad's gonna be for next season. Because I I have a feeling we're gonna I, I'm hoping that we're gonna end the Moff Gideon arc um, this season because they introduced him at the end of last right, and then yeah. so it'll end with a battle next week I hope, um, and then then we'll have a new big bad, and I'm like, oh, who is that gonna be? And We'll see. I'll uh, I'll bet you guys a six pack of the beer of your choice that uh, Boba Fett's going to just be like, you're welcome, everyone, and then fly off into the sunset and uh, slave one and go on his own adventures. But um, you All guys right. could be. Right. I will take that bet. OK. Um, cool. So, yeah, so we get we get the Mando in tank trooper armor from mm-hmm. Rogue One, only um, painted a nice matte forest uh, green jungle jungle tank trooper. I classify this. Yeah, we're getting yeah. real, uh, real specific with our troopers. Yeah, but I mean, that's what it's all yeah. about. 
Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I love the armor. I'm not complaining. I just think it's funny. Yeah. It's just like how many more black series is Greg going to have to buy to finish his uh, trooper. Uh, yeah. It will never, never end. Yes. I, I guess yeah. it will never end. Um, it's awesome armor. And yet they're just like, you look pathetic guy. Like after, you know, <laughs> yeah. words or trooper armor, like after all that, but it's as the trooper armor goes, it's pretty cool that the tank trooper got short shift, um, in rogue one because the shore trooper armor was so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the designs that came out of the movie were amazing. And, uh, yeah, so he actually looks great. And then, then we have again Famuyiwa and his like you know train or like um, what's it called the uh, wagon chase. Yeah, scene. I had the same <laughs> thought. I'm like, I was like, oh, we're doing it again, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, but that was, I mean, it was different this time. This time he's defending the uh, wagon instead of attacking it, and uh, he's doing a very good job. Um, and I, I think it's just sort of funny. And suddenly now, somehow on this wagon train adventure, we are put like on the same side as the Empire. Right. Because let's break it down for a second. Who were these pirates and what were they doing? Because they weren't stealing the whatever that stuff's called. Uh, Rhodium. Rhodium. Trying to ignite the Rhydonium. Rhydonium. Right. So why are you trying to ignite the Rhydonium? Because they don't disrupt the the, the mining, right? right. So right. who hired them, <laughs> or why? Well, I think because I got it to be locals that were just like, we don't right. like the empire because That's they're going to use this to to you know cause untold havoc, yeah, uh, and make so, weapons. And they and they are now inhabiting their world and 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 really just being feudal warlords, as we see when they roll through the village and we get we get uh, Mayfield's uh, you know speech about. Everyone sucks, you know. Everyone, everyone's people are either ruling or ruled. Basically, is this is this right. line? And no matter the New Republic or the Empire, or, yeah, right. um, people. And it's almost no that. These I'm sorry, here. Grant. Sorry, so far away from the core, people feel like you know left out of the affairs, the galactic affairs, because they're so far yeah. out there, and um, on these hidden planets like Morak, this Amazon world, right? Yeah, and uh, and it was just a beautiful moment for. Uh, Mayfeld, that character, another awesome character moment. I think it's a great setup for a later character moment that I think we'll discuss with him. But I um, but yeah, so so I had the second the second view view through because the first view I'm just like this is a great action scene. They're they're killing pirates. This is great. And the second one I'm like, wait. So Ben, I got through the exact same point. I'm like, oh, they must have been hired by the locals or are working with the locals. And I'm like, oh yeah, so they're just so they're just 100 percent like on the side. I mean, granted he's just trying to survive so he can go get the kids. So it's understandable. I thought the pirates were locals. That's what I was trying to confuse. So they either work either. I felt they either were the locals or working for the locals. Well, either Mando way. recognize I, that though, if they were the locals, because I think he's the one who says they're pirates. He's like pirates. Yeah. I mean, here. I think this is all jargon to sort of be like, yada, yada. We got to move the plot ahead. I think yeah. the humans we saw were refugees, but that's just a guess. Yeah, because that's what sort of spars the, you know, sparks the conversation. Um, and then I think the the pirates were the locals. I mean, they're local militants, you know. Yeah. And they were probably on the right side. But they're I think that this is what Bill Burr uh, slash Miggs Mayfeld does well is he that speech makes you think, hey, maybe they're bad on both sides. And like that speech sort of like made it 
scummy enough so that yeah. you could get on the side question. of the empire. Right, which is what I loved about the storytelling, right? Because it only took yeah. the second view through, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, who are you rooting for here? And obviously you're rooting for your character because he also has a, he has a righteous quest too, right? Like he's trying right. to save a child from being experimented on. But it's just, I thought it was really interesting where the first time through, you're just like, this is great action, this is great action. And they're like, oh, wait, no, there's there's more going on here with the storytelling. Yeah, a couple lines that stuck out to me, uh, Mayfeld says, he's like, you know, I'm just a, re a realist. And he said, you know, like, some people on Alderaan believe one thing and some people on Mandalore believe another. He's like, but they're both gone. And this is the kind of like jargon that people use. What's the deal with Mandalore, truth? guys? We could, we could go into that. We could really get so, the yarn going. You wanna, we've been talking about doing this, Grant. You want to well, get into like hold what's on, going on Mandalore? Yeah, before we no, get there. Let's just keep going through this episode. No, I do want to talk about but So my wife turned to me I at that line and went, it went, yeah, and whose fault is that in both instances? In both instances, they were attacked the by the Empire. Yeah. So even my wife, who is just like who just watched the movies, they were like, wait a minute, that's a specious argument because it's not like one was destroyed by the New Republic. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so it's like I didn't so I didn't get that argument, but anyway. Exactly. And apparently Mayfeld didn't get that argument either, um, because he the way he acts later in the episode, but we will get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he also the other line was just like your rules start to change when you get desperate. Yep. Um, and I mean, that's true there's of all of us, right? To that there's that is. And yeah. then we see that later in this episode as well. Right. And there's truth to that, I think. I mean, I think that and he talks about the other thing which comes around and basically everything, everything in that every sentence in that speech is set up for things that are going to happen later in the episode. Because then he talks about like, oh, you just got to I just you just got to do what you need to do to sleep at night. Right. Like basically. Right. But really what it is, is Mayfeld is telling Mayfeld what he needs to hear to sleep at night. Exactly. Yeah. Because otherwise he was part of a horrible organization. Like, the, to me, this is a speech of someone who was a low-level Nazi soldier, right? This is a person who's a frontline soldier of the Nazi and, and, and had to deal with what, who, who, who they're fighting for, right? During exactly. Well, also a sharpshooter, though, right? And that's yeah. an extremely complicated position. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, he's not. I mean, we're not saying he's not talented, but he's not high ranking. He's a foot soldier in for a very terrible cause, yeah. of which he knows the full um, the full full extent of. Um, now, can uh, I mention so, saw atrocities? Of yeah, we find he participated in atrocities. Yeah, can I can I lighten it up now and talk about the things that made me laugh during the fight scene uh, on the tank? Yes, please. I was hoping we'd get here. So one. Uh, for some reason, I always find it really funny when a gun jams or runs out of a bullet and the person throws the gun at the at the group yeah. to do anything <laughs> that happens. It made me laugh. There's another scene where he kill he knocks one of the pirates over and he hits the wheel and bounces off. And the sound design of him hitting the wheel is one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> Go back and listen to it. It's amazing. It's just because he hits the wheel for a second and you just hear like the noise of like if you ever put your hand against something spinning really fast. Yeah. It's a really great sound design. And yeah. It's really horrible. I chuckled every time I heard it. Yeah, a couple guys got uh, crunched under the juggernaut, which I mean, you can't have a juggernaut in a scene, not have some people get run over. That was great. Um, I love the waves and waves of these pirates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's also so badass. Like you just it's and it was cool that he was only armed in trooper armor. People are like, well, how good is it? It's like, well, how good are you? You know, like a real fighter can do some damage in armor and yep. his helmet saved him a couple times. And also we laid some groundwork that he knows how to use a staff in a fight. 
Uh, yeah, that's oh, good point. I didn't even catch that, Ben. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the other thing, too, is there is a scene where he clearly forgets, though, that he's fighting with trooper armor and not Beskar. Yeah, because he blocks with it and he gets really hurt. Like, he gets when he blocks with it, there's a moment where he's like, oh, like it breaks through the armor because he's so used yeah. to the Beskar, which I liked. And then he adjusts. And then that scene when the third wave comes and they all just click on their thermal detonators is great. Yeah. And you just see him. I, I don't know if Pedro Pascal is acting in the armor. They said he was acting a lot more this season um, or if it was whoever's doing it. But whoever's doing the the acting inside the armor is really great at yeah. selling it because just he looked like just that like it was a very like Bruce Willis and Die Hard moment where he's, yeah. just, he's just so defeated, but he still puts his fists up, right? And he's just like, okay, here we yeah. go. And it was also very much what he did in um, episode two uh, against the Mudhorn yeah. where he was like, this yeah. could be it, but I've all I know how to do is fight. So here yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, yep, that was fantastic. And then, and then the next scene is, I'm awesome. It's just awesome. And it's TIE fighters coming through and blowing everyone away. And that, that scene is like, TIE fighters are cool. I I don't, you know, care who you are. If you like Star Wars, TIE fighters are cool. (laughs) And it felt really good to root for them for once. And you're just like, yeah, 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 it was like a hero moment for TIE fighters. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh yeah, those things will blow you up. They are mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, and then yeah, and then suddenly we're rooting for the stormtroopers to blow away the locals somehow mm-hmm. um, as they cross the bridge, and uh, they're all saluted. And suddenly we're in it, and we're like, oh, we're in the Empire now. Um, yeah. and that's this is a story that I don't think has that Disney's been trying to tell, but haven't been able to do it in a convincing way because you don't ever really want to take you don't ever really want to root for the space nazis and it's so it's tough to like it's tough to to do it you know they've tried when they had a they tried to do a protagonist empire elite person in the battlefront 2 uh single player mission um with um i can't think of the actress's name right now i can think of it as gina carano and that's not her but um yeah with that that character and um you know and I don't know. They'll, they're going to, you know, they tried in squadrons as well. Cause you, you play as, um, as Imperials as well, yeah. but they've never, but this I think was the the best they've done. at sort of making you actually empathize in a positive way with the, the Imperials because you're just really just rooting for foot soldiers to survive, you know? Yeah. They, they thread that needle quite well yeah. uh, of showing that the people are, some of the people are caught up in it. Right. Like it's, it's interesting because I had the same thought when I was watching it was like, Oh, I just don't, it's weird. And then you also have Mayfeld, like he, who's when the TIE fighters come in, he salutes the, the stormtroopers when he's coming in, he gets a hero's welcome. And I'm watching this entire thing going, here's the turn, (laughs) right? Like waiting for Mayfield to just be like, and now he's back in it. Right. Like he's just like, he totally has the the thing of just ratting him out. Like I thought it was going to be, and this is actually very similar. Is I just kept thinking of DJ through this entire episode. He's very much space finster in this in this show, right? Like of just like <laughs> that speech of just like don't, don't join. join. There's bad people on both sides. Yada yada. They're all in it for money, right? And then and then in, as we know in the Last Jedi, he does the turn, right? He just he sells out to the highest bidder basically. And so I was waiting for that, and I thought they did a really good job of of doing something a little right. more and nuanced. That, that, with that, that, hero, that hero's welcome is an incredible moment and you feel like yeah. you feel the morale and the pride yes. amongst yeah. the the uh imperials but the uh 
but that that actually strengthens that plot point that we get to later where mm-hmm. about camaraderie and about Miggs's Miggs Mayfield's past which is inc- which honestly Fumi Yua just took this character and just added so much depth that wasn't there in the last episode we saw him in and it, it's incredible depth in such a short amount of time and so that's really to be applauded uh, yeah and that, that camaraderie I think uh, piece is is really important and it's cool that he builds that in in that moment just before we get to the the dialogue scene ahead yeah uh yeah and then it gets uh super heavy so they're in there um do you guys have the um richard blake's uh character's name uh i was on it and i clicked off you one second it is uh valen hess valen hess great name yeah. by the way yeah yeah oh wow yeah, and um, yeah, but played by uh, Richard uh, uh, Brake. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, so he's in there. Uh, really cool. I didn't recognize him. I had to look him up or look up the his name in the credits. And yeah. I was like, oh, that guy. Me too. Uh, I was like, amazing. I know him, but I couldn't figure out where. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, and wow. So here's that part you were foreshadowing, Adam. Um, you know, Din Djarin has to make a choice. Yeah, and he does. He just does it. Powerful. Yeah, it was so well done because there was not really much build up. There's a little bit of like, OK, when he tried it with his helmet, part of me is like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I guess part of me is like, do you worth trust a shot? What, it's worth a shot. Do you trust Migs to be telling you the truth? Right. Like I would kind of be similar. Like, is he lying? Right. Let me just give it a shot. But he once that's done, he just there's a moment where he just he takes the helmet off immediately. Right. Like it's not even like this big, heavy score of a moment like well, it is, because the decision is clear at that time. Right. Like there's nothing else he can do if he wants to save his, you know, his love. The Migs walks in the room and then double back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. Nope, yeah, yeah, do it. Call it off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Port mission. He's like, oh, I know that guy. Uh, Richard Brake, uh, one of the best character actors out there. Joe yeah. Chill in my favorite of the three Batman movies, Batman yeah. Begins. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, incredible yeah, performance. He's so good. He, like, that scene is really good. The entire scene, once Miggs comes back in and kind of does, oh, you know, you can't hear anymore. We call him brown eyes. Like it's it because yeah. earlier there's a scene where Miggs is like, I'm really good at talking my way out of things, but I can't talk my way into out of like why we have a man, why I'm bringing a Mandalorian with an armor in with yeah, me. Yeah, right? yeah. And so I like we get that little bit of Miggs being able to kind of like improvise and talk his way through it. And the Mando is really, really <laughs> horrible yeah. at improvising. I'm yeah. a tank trooper unit part of tank tank pilot i'm a yeah. tank pilot which yeah someone can pilot. even after migs comes in and tank is kind of like leading him by the hand of what he needs to say and do he just keeps yeah. screwing up like you He's can't like, can you a play a deaf game? guy and he can't even do that yeah exactly there's it's one like, yeah like right after that like um uh migs salutes and there's yeah. a quick like he looks over at migs see him do it and then he salutes and yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, so bad. it's a funny it's, bit it's great it's, and i love it yeah. It's an old school bit, right? It's just like, yeah, they're fumbling through it. And it's like, okay, you know, but, obviously the, the commander or captain, I don't know what uh, Hess's designation is, but uh, he right. should probably have seen through that. But instead, he invites him to go drink. But I like the fact that they give, like, Din Djarin isn't great at everything, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I like it. Like, he's just, that's not a strong suit. 
they're starting to show more of his flaws and it's just sort of like yeah he's sort of an you know he's not a great dad you know <laughs> like he doesn't know how to really you know he's not great with kids and uh he can't sort of yeah he he's not used to this cloak and dagger stuff he's used to coming in with the best armor in the place and blowing people away awesome. then we get this amazing toast scene yeah I loved it. it. It almost reminded me of like Inglorious Bastards scene in the in the bar. Yeah, like, yeah. I oh, had that great, scene great. of just like when it's just like, oh, this is how you say this is how like just trying to sniff out who's the who's who. And it's and it's not quite that level, but it's it's again, it's it's just so tense. And. I, you know, I love how little Din Djarin has to do in the scene. Like he's yeah. just there. It's really just between Mayfeld and Hess. Right. That's it. He probably Mayfield, but Mayfield, but um, Mayfield. Um, I, 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 I always think of Curtis Mayfield when you say that, and it yeah, makes it a really funnier scene. <laughs> but I just, I love that funkier scene, anyways. This person who's really good at talking his way out of things had every single opportunity to just go along. It would have been super easy to get yeah. out of that. Like he could have just toasted to it. He didn't have to bring up Operation Cinder. We'll talk about how awesome it is. Ooh. They actually did Operation Cinder in yeah. a moment. But let me just get through this part. Aww. It's just that, like, this is the mission statement of this episode where sometimes I'm like, why is this episode called what it's called? Like the siege. I still don't know why that episode is called the siege moving past that. <laughs> yeah. This, this episode's called the believer. We meet the believer. Hess is the believer in this episode. And I just love the fact that this is what Mayfield's um, argument earlier about, you know, I know I keep doing it. Cause now, I'm, now I'm all, second guess myself but he just keeps Freddy's dead he's like so, he's like all the five so Mayfeld's like he's he's like I was at Burning Con like there were five to ten thousand people lost their lives and this guy's troopers, like the division know, lost heroes lives. of the empire they're heroes of the empire like yeah they died yeah. for the greater good like he yeah. inverts like just the ideology of the empire and talks about it as if it's such a good but thing he but also then, obviously Mayfeld also yeah. brings up the locals, like the mud scuffers that were there fighting for their freedom, yeah. right? So he just yeah. goes through everyone and like from whose point of view. So he is then literally going back over his own argument that he put forth to, to Din Charn in that tank. And is you could watch him breaking apart his own argument, right? Which is really yeah. fascinating. And like, and that's the thing, like when you sit down and have a beer with someone who truly believes in evil, Right. Can you still live by this? Oh, you know, one, they're both the same. The sides are the same. It's just the same thing. No, you can't. You're in front and of then the, the, the tension that's building. Yeah. Throughout this scene. is Yeah. I mean, this is the guy that haunts Mayfeld's dreams. Yeah. This yep. is the person, I got that. you know, that the, he's the reason he left the empire. This is the crux of like his whole character development. And here he is sitting across and he's like forced to face everything he's been rationalizing with um, yeah. that one devastating moment in his life, traumatic, you know, the, perhaps the most traumatic moment in his so life. So he can sleep, right? So he can yeah, sleep. So he can well. sleep. <laughs> and then yeah. shoots him. And also to me, what was one of the funniest scenes in the entire episode, because the look on his face after he shoots him is like, did I just do that? <laughs> like, like, it's a major <laughs> moment of like, oops, like, <laughs> Yeah, just couldn't help himself. It was great. Well, so there was one line in there before oh, yeah. that ha happens. And it was um, I mean, so the the uh, uh, Hess a dial uh, monologue was amazing, yeah. but it culminates in everything. They everybody thinks they want freedom, 
Yeah. What they really yeah. want yes. is order. Yep. And I was like, it's just before he said it, I was like, he's going to say order. And it's yep. like, that's our little, you know, that's our, 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 our tiny little like, beginning of a we, bridge. And yeah. then he was like, and when we come back, they'll be like, they'll be waiting for us with open, open arms. arms. I was yeah. like, whoa, this yeah. is a, this is a crazy fanatic. Right. Yeah. And then cheers to the empire. And then he's just like, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was an awesome scene. It was, it was such awesome. a great scene. And I love the, how many beats there were after that happened between like Tinjarin and Migs. And then also all the other troopers in the room. Cause that's exactly what would happen. Cause everyone's just yes. like, wait, what just happened? Until the point where like Migs finally realizes, Oh, start shooting. And then once he starts shooting, like then Charn starts shooting, it was done so well and believable. Yeah. Yeah. It was, again, it was like, they get these emotions out of masks that yeah. poor shore trooper was there with like a sandwich <laughs> and a cup of coffee. Yeah. And he like saw this happen. And he's like, Oh no. Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't want to die. Yeah. He doesn't want to yeah, kill that guy. That he just wants yeah. a sandwich and a cup of coffee. And he gets, he's like, uh, and he gets smoked. Like, you know, that's just what had to go down. I wasn't even planning on going to the mess hall today. Yeah. He was, he's like, I knew I didn't need these calories. And then, yeah, yeah. that's the last sandwich you'll ever buy. No such thing as a free meal. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get, uh, oh, we get a nice exchange. Mayfeld, you know, everyone comes together and he's like, I never saw your face. Put this on, Ked. Yeah, that's a great. You're good. Um, <laughs> and um, and yeah, and then we get Sniper Fest. Um, yeah, which is really fun. Um, it's I haven't seen many scenes like this where you're on the side that has the snipers, as opposed to like you right? getting shot at by snipers. But this time they've got two crack snipers on their. Yes. Um, on their side in uh, Fennec Shan and Caradoon, and they're just up on a hill, just like blowing troopers away. And that was really fun. And liberal use of Wilhelm esque screams. Yeah. As they were falling to the board, my wife laughed because there was a couple of ones who sounded like they were having a good time where actually were like, I thought they went like, wee as they fell. <laughs> and that might one of the best callback moments in all of, in all of Star Wars episodic programming with the artillery yeah. troopers. Uh, in their like uh, Death Star, basically. Uh, oh yeah, control room garb. You know what? I didn't catch that when I saw it. But the the, the guys that were uh, manning the cannons. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah, and there's like incredible. funky helmets. There, it's definitely Filoni and Favreau walking through the like, you know, the the prop department and the costume, and they're just like, oh yeah, these we got to use that. We're yeah. using these. I love that it's. The, I love that that is the uh, costume for anyone who works in basically like firing some sort of large scale cannon. Like yeah. they just yeah. basically wear this strange helmet that's like egg shaped that probably isn't great for visibility. Right. <laughs> they why just did, look ridiculous. Why has it got to be so big? I don't know. It's incredible. It's yeah, actually, like a it's Macquarie throwback. Totally. Bad. You know, it yeah. looks it looks great when you're sitting at a desk. Actually, Grant, you and I should have those. We should have to like do our <laughs> no yes. helmets. Perfect for broadcast. Perfect for broadcast. Yeah, you've got like different monitors on the inside of it or something. They had those in uh, Battlefront One on the Death Star. They released uniforms, mm. and you could run around. Looks like it's just a random Daft Punk guy. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. And everyone else is in, like a stormtrooper. Yeah, totally. They have no body armor. They just got like a jumpsuit and this egg on their head. 
It's a great look. It's a great look. Great look. <laughs> Winning look. Um, yeah. And then um, and on the way out, so so slave one comes in, which yep. is I'm just like, this is like talk about OP driver. Right. You have Boba Fett and Slave One. I was kind of hoping he would like strafe the field on the way in or do something cool with the ship. Oh, but then actually we do get the like quintessential. I was going to say, Boba, has, Boba Fett has one action moment in this episode, and it is the best Boba Fett action moment we've gotten in the entire Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, the internet placed seismic charge. Yeah. Oh, that is my favorite. Like still have memories of seeing episode two in the theater and the sound design on those things yeah. in the theater was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, another Ben Burt masterpiece. Yeah. Um, that they, that they brought back it, it, I mean, in total fan service, but in the best way. So, well, so before that we yep. get felt who he calls out a cycler rifle, which is the correct terminology for the, um, the rifle that, uh, Tuscan Raiders use. It yeah. was first named, I believe, in uh, Battlefront One. You could unlock the cycler rifle, and it actually throws slugs instead of lightning bolts. Um, and yeah, and then he gets to show off his like sharpshooting prowess. Um, and after we saw that like sniper fest, you know, you get Fennec Shan being like, "Hmm, nice shot." Yeah, which is, that was a great moment. But again, a very important character moment because he didn't need to do that. That didn't help their escape at all. He just didn't want to see another version of operation cinder happened basically he didn't exactly. want to see another world raised right exactly this is the the transformation is now complete like mayfeld yeah. knows what side he finally picked a side yeah or in the past yeah kill it if you have to right kill it if yeah. you have to yeah. yeah yeah we can only hope bill burr does the same um awesome <laughs> yeah that was really yeah. great and then <laughs> yeah so of course they escape with the, the seismic charge um yeah it's great i did see a great uh meme and i saw it by accident i forgot what day it was and i was just oh, like, no. through reddit and um they did the meme where it was like this is great and they showed the holdo maneuver like but i like this and it was the seismic charge um <laughs> and i was because they're both like scenes where they cut the sound like, to do yeah amazing version. use of right. sound yeah or lack yeah, of sound lack of sound yeah uh, uh so that that was great um and then uh, I forget where they go after that. What happens? They just land. Oh, yes. And then they, that amazing scene. We go to Moff Gideon. Yeah. Well, before that, we get that we get there. They get they land and let Mayfield or they land to pick up uh, Fennec Shand and, and Cardoon. And you get kind of a fun little moment between Cardoon and, and, uh, and Miggs and, and the Mando and just kind of like Miggs forever trying to like how slow he is trying to figure out of like when she's like, yeah, it's a shame he died in that explosion. And he's just like, what? So are you going to kill me or can yeah. I go free? Yeah. And the way he walks away expecting to get shot in the back is amazing. Like he, yeah. he just kind of looks over his shoulder like now are you going to kill me? Like just so not trusting. Yeah. Yeah. He's granted his freedom, but the facility is destroyed. There's, I know. There are no ties. And yeah. he basically just walks away and is, I guess, going to now live on Morak. You go live with those refugees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, we'll get hey. him in the Rangers show and the Rangers show will go find him. He can be a Ranger. I yeah. think that will happen, actually. I agree. I think I 100 percent agree. He is going to be in the Ranger show. Yeah. Um, which actually would be great. It would give him some real give him a show, you know, like or at least as an ancillary character. Yeah, uh, give him a character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, an, you know, an ensemble thing. That's the thing with Star Wars. It's like there's multiple leads, so he could definitely be one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's but it beasts, you know, breaking rocks, 
you know, or breaking down ties. Yeah, I was about to say pulling apart tie fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, final scene, we get a beautiful mirroring. Um, this is very a Rogue One-esque actually style movie, actually. There's a lot of mirroring to last season. But we get the exact mirror opposite of, of episode seven um, last season that ends with uh, a monologue by Moff Gideon. This time, yep. Mandalorian's delivering the exact same monologue back to Moff Gideon regarding um, Baby Yoda. Uh, yeah also known as grogu via, via hologram right yeah Holy. yeah he's like i'm coming for you he's like no i want to tell him that i'm coming for him yeah that's 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 dinjarin style not not totally. none of this cloak and daggers nope you know, sneaking around yeah sneaking around fast trying talking. to talk your way out of things yeah nope. yeah <laughs> i'm coming directly at you it's he's he's a samurai like he's he comes through the front door he declares his intent and then he kills everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean agreed yeah um, that line like you don't know what he means to me yeah is yeah. This such an amazing line and really just kind of solidifies the the parent-child relationship yeah and he's like you think you understand what you have but you don't and it was yeah. i was like re- i was like okay i mean yeah, yeah. i guess Gideon, i guess gideon doesn't know about the extent of the uh, child's force ability but well or I mean, I I took it more of like a love thing. Like you don't you know what I mean? Like you don't know the importance of this thing. Like I don't know. Yeah. Well it's no it's like yeah, you see it him as an asset to the Empire, but this is a force sensitive being. Like this is a Jedi. Like this isn't just like he isn't a blood bag for the Emperor or New Snokes. Like this he's like, that's what you think he is. That's not who he is. He is his this is a very special being in his in um in his own words. Um, yeah, super powerful. So what do we think's, uh, coming next? I mean, I know there's going to be one scene for sure. And it's, I think we're going to get a face off between Moff Gideon and, um, and Din Djarin with his best car staff. I mean, they've just, yeah. they've, yeah, they've check off gun to that to heck. So. And also same thing with the dark sabers. You can't introduce that thing. And at the end of the last season and not have someone use it against someone in the next right. season. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there's 100 percent going to be a dark saber versus Beskar spear battle. Which kind of leads you to what the rest of the episode is going to be. They're going to. Probably. Invade that that Star Destroyer. Yeah, I really like this cadre, by the way. I like this ensemble is this is a brutal yeah. cadre with if they keep. Well, I mean, it was actually better with Mayfeld there, I say it, but... I know, um, I'm like, why'd you Boba get rid of Fett, that guy? Yeah. Cara Dune, Din Djarin, and Fennec Shan. I mean, I'll take them against the field. That's a that's a tough squad. I feel like it's a little light. So part of me wonders if we don't get a quick, like, <laughs> him cut into other... Like, I, I wouldn't you want Cobb Vanth yeah. with you? You're... Like, maybe you get, like, this Ooh. quick of, like, opening scene of him zipping by some of these other planets. That's a good call. I, I do think you're right. Like f- four doesn't work. You need like five. You need yeah. you need five to have a, a full ensemble. I mean, technically you need seven. But um, who else are you adding to this ensemble, Grant? I mean, so for first of all, Dinjarin has the coordinates to uh, the light cruiser or to the planet that Gideon is like. I think the cruiser. I think the cruiser. I think he okay. has the beacon, the um, the coordinates of the beacon. So I think he can track it now. Okay. So... I don't think they're going to add anybody. I think they have an adequate, you know, team already. You sticking so with just, four, huh? 
Yeah, I don't think they're gonna go pick anyone up. I think they're. If anything, maybe there's people involved, but they just show up later, like you know, Zori Bliss and <laughs> Babu Frick, like just <laughs> randomly. You know, like, all right, I'm something in. might happen, like cameo style. Someone I might like Cobb I mean, might be involved. I, I think it's time I, to revisit our caravan of courage, if you will. Right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, because it's like we still have um, Bo-Katan out there uh, chasing yeah. Moff Gideon. Uh, so I think we, we might get reunited with her. I mean, uh, and then we, know, we also have the Republic. Yeah, we know they have parallel goals, Bo-Katan, and now they have parallel goals. Like she wants Moff Gideon and the Darksaber, and he wants the he wants Grogu, right? And so both being controlled by Moff Gideon. So it makes sense that he would call her up to be like, hey, I know where he is. I'll help you get the Darksaber if you help me get the kid. Right, because he does know she wants the does no. I think no, she had that, that conversation when he wasn't scene, in the room. Or, yeah, it, he was. Uh, it was. Uh, she was talking with. Um, who was she talking with? Uh, the the leader of uh, the um, the admiral. Oh, the admiral. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't there yet. I don't. Yeah, think. you're right. No, no they were, know. but they. She pulled him aside. Like he yeah. was busy trying to land the thing, I think, or do something. Like you're right. He was not they made it very clear that he was not privy to that conversation. So yeah, I right. don't think he knows they want to chase him. So I think it'll be more of a serendipitous. <laughs> right. They both reunion. show up there. Yeah. I mean, but then call. so you've got Bo Katan, her two totally badass uh, mercenaries or um cohorts, um Boba Fett, and then, you know, a sharpshooter and Cara Dune. Yeah. Actually, that's uh that's exactly seven. Well, can't yeah. Boba Fett that just stealth land on the cruiser? Like, can't he just stealthily land somewhere? Maybe. But he does. He does that really well. He, uh, yeah, precedented. He was able to tail the Millennium Falcon without um, Han figuring it out. It's so crazy. There's totally, now, there's yeah. totally going to be a scene where he just he lands the uh, he lands the Slave One against the backside of the bridge, and he goes, "I saw this trick once." Yeah, right. So yeah. just gonna be copying what uh, the Falcon, what did. Han did. That would yeah. be such a great moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think that's our that's our cadre. That I mean, yeah, I hope they call. just go at it and then they fight their way through a light cruiser. I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's got to be something else we're Wait, missing. So here. we haven't confronted the dark troopers yet. I mean, I feel like no. isn't there isn't well, there an interesting be on echo the beat? Isn't yeah. there an echo that could happen with the battle droids from Dinjarin's past? Couldn't there yes. be a moment where the dark yeah, troopers just absolutely. overtake them, and Dinjarin's like, "Wow, this is this is it. This is the end." And yeah. Or, some, or the echo. Ahsoka shows, shows up, up and just Ahsoka shows up and just annihilates all the dark troopers. <laughs> or Grant is the is the echo that they're coming after the child, just like the battle droids came after after Dinjarin, and Dinjarin swoops into the rescue to save the child just as a Mandalorian swooped mm. into the rescue to save him. Right. Like the, that might be the parallel. Yeah. That's the day Grogu earned his armor. Right. He's now a foundling. Yeah. A lot of good stuff there. I, I don't hate the Ahsoka callback either. <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of funny if like, I mean, I'll take eight, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, even though it's not a perfect seven, she has uh, the ace up the sleeve, right? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that I is... mean, if if I was Bo-Katan and found where he was, where he was, I don't know. I don't know how Bo-Katan would find Moff Gideon, though, but I, I'm sure they can conjure a reason. But if if she knows where Ahsoka is and I don't know, or if Ahsoka re- recontacts 
Bo-Katan being like, why did you tell this random Mandalorian where I was, by the way? Um, you know, maybe that that's how they reconnect and do their thing. Or the Mandalorian just goes back and says, hey, <laughs> Jedi. This kid, oh, give me a hand. Right. Give me yeah, a hand. Right. And like he might just go back to ask for her help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he if, if he esoterically picked out Mayfeld to be like, we need that guy. Like, I would be like, you know what? Let's just take a Jedi. Like, we need someone good in a fight. Yeah, if we're going to take down a whole light cruiser. Clearly willing to bring in help. Right. Like going yeah. to Mayfield. Mayfeld. <laughs> Migs. Going in to get Migs. Super fly. <laughs> um, yeah. That would uh, that would be pretty great. Um, either mean, way, couldn't Boba Fett just take out the whole, you know, everyone, you know, every, every obstacle in the way and then just Mando confront Gideon? That would be cool, that too. Could, that, that could happen as well. That's like the Occam's razor. It's like if Boba Fett just takes out everyone and then Man- and then Mando you know, fights yeah. Gideon. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We only got a week to go and all our answers will be. Or other questions will be answered. Yeah, and then new a... questions will be raised, which will exactly. be fun as well. And I'll wait another year for those to get answered. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, did you think it was kind of odd they didn't mention Mandalorian? And uh... Yeah, other than that's still going on, but they didn't mention yeah. dates. Though, and we, we, we already talked a bit about this. Kind yeah. of weird, guys. Um, <laughs> but like the the we'll talk a bit about it or we have talked a bit about it, depending on how you're listening to episodes. But like their presentation versus the Marvel presentation was fascinating. All right. <laughs> because the Marvel presentation is like, here's this and here's a preview and here's this and here's a preview and here's this and here's a preview. And Star Wars is like, here's this. Here's some concept art. Here's this. Here's someone saying something about it. Like, so there there's stuff's like, <laughs> yeah, ways away. And Marvel's like has like. Literally, Marvel has something coming out January, March, June. Wow. And that's just the Disney Plus and then all the movies in between. So, you know, Star Wars is doing a bit of catch up. So I think right. I think I'm guessing this will premiere same time next year because they are going there are in production currently on season three. OK, good. As long as so, we know it's going to happen, that's what's important. It's a ton. 100 percent going to happen. They also did mention that it is happening. I believe there were teasers for the for the people at the investors, I guess. For a couple of things, but the teasers were like for things that have only been shooting for a week. So my guess is they're just additional sizzle reels of like things like like and and we have slash will cover this in episode. Yes. And I I do have and I either have or will have talked about or will talk about when they did not when they did not show us things. I have those marked down in my notes and what they are, not what they are. So that's a teaser. Listen to 158. Or you've already listened to 158 and you know what we're talking about. Exactly. Um, Time's weird. Time is a flat circle. Um, great. Well, uh, super. Uh, can't wait for next week. It'll be bittersweet because, again, it will be a break. But uh, so fun. Um, thanks for everyone listening to us. Uh, shout out to Norway. We think you're great. Um, specifically this week. Uh, but we think you're all great as well. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that a great uh, shout out? Um But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to us. And may the Force be with you, always. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. (laughs) 